Welcome to the show. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock hanging out with you. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brock. Give the show a follow at Locked On AZ Cards. We got a couple things, a lot of fun topics we're going to get into in this last pod of the week. And it's kind of been fun on bye week for the Arizona Cardinals to look forward to a couple things that we necessarily haven't been able to get into because of the week by week, game by game schedule that we've been with the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals now 3-7-1 and following four straight losses on the heels of a three-game win streak. The Arizona Cardinals trying to kind of pick up the pieces and potentially finish the 2019 season strong. The state of the Arizona Cardinals is our locked-on lead story. And we'll get into discussions about what 2020 free agency might look like for the Arizona Cardinals. The Athletic dropped its top 50 unrestricted free agents in 2020. Um, I want to look at some draft targets for the Arizona Cardinals in the 2020 season. And in the final segment, I want to get into how the Arizona Cardinals will fare with their remaining schedule. They have five more games left. How many are W's? How many are L's? Can we have another tie? Hope not. But the state of the Arizona Cardinals is good. The state of the Arizona Cardinals is developing. The state of the Arizona Cardinals is leaps and bounds ahead of where it was at this point last year. We are not eyeing a potential coaching change, at least in the top spot for a second consecutive season as far as first-year head guys. I know we would have you know, three coaches in three years. It's not going to be four coaches in four years. The Arizona Cardinals, they're playing tough. The final score, their last game in Week 11 was the San Francisco 49ers beat them 36-26. A miraculous cover for some of those in Vegas, or those who had action on the game, whoever we went to mybookie.ag, if you got it, the Niners at uh, nine and a half, you had a miraculous cover because of the scoop and the score. But the game, the final score was not an indicator of how close that game was. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals were up in that contest with under a minute to play. But things fell apart. Vance Joseph dialed up a blitz. Jimmy Garoppolo fell on Jeff Wilson Jr., wide open and he went 25 yards for the touchdown. That brutal loss, the previous week's brutal loss, where with three, what, 47 left, Kyler Murray puts the ball up on second down, it's intercepted, and it gives James Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, former Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians' life. They march down. They come back and rally past the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, calls a timeout. Thursday night football, Halloween, Cardinals taking on the unbeaten at the time San Francisco 49ers. Looking to go into the locker room with some momentum, make a big time stuff on the goal line. Looks like the Cardinals defense did. Cliff Kingsbury calls the timeout. Niners get another crack at it. They score. That's the difference in the ball game. The team for the last three weeks has been close, but no cigar. But as we look at the 2019 season, as much as those wins would have been significant, as much fun as it would have been to add a a blemish, it could have been the the lone blemish at the time for the Niners, but that was left to the Seahawks in overtime a week later to give the Niners their first loss. But 
to beat Bruce Arians after he retired and decided one year in the broadcast booth was too was it was enough and he wanted to get back to coaching, but it wasn't with the Cardinals. It would have been nice to go on the road and give Bruce Arians an L. Last week, it would have been nice to beat the Niners, but to no avail. But the development is there. We're not seeing games where that Thursday night game was fun, where last year in 2018, it was a disaster from the very get-go. It was a pick six from Josh Rosen against a very pedestrian Denver Broncos team who won in exceptionally large fashion, 45-10, to 10, an embarrassment in front of a national audience. That wasn't the case this year. The Arizona Cardinals have an, have an opportunity to continue to build off of their development, to, to build off of these close losses. The state of the Arizona Cardinals is developing. They beat the teams. They are no longer at the bottom of the barrel. When we were watching games last year in 2018, when they were taking on it, at that time the consensus worst team in the league in the Oakland Raiders the Raiders came in the State Farm Stadium and they beat the Cardinals. The only team that the Cardinals beat that was not a surprise were the lowly San Francisco 49ers. They, they, would, they couldn't even beat the teams that they were supposed to beat last season. They didn't beat Detroit. Detroit came in and won an ugly 17-3 game. This year, after a winless start, the Cardinals are 0-3-1. Back-to-back bad losses to the Panthers and the Seahawks. Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray rebounded. They beat a horrible Bengals team in Cincinnati. The Cardinals, despite recent weeks, took on a bad, at that point, one-win Falcons team and beat them at home, State Farm Stadium. little help from Matt Bryant, who's no longer employed. Cardinals, though, beat Matty Ice, or Matty Puddles, as Alex likes to call him and Julio Jones and crew, and they were able to hold off and weather that storm in one back-to-back weeks. And then they went on the road in wet conditions, hostile environment, and they beat the New York football giants. They won three in a row. I think that there's enough notches on Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray's belt to move forward with this experiment that was conjured up this offseason pretty much surprising everybody around the league and fans alike. The Arizona Cardinals developing head coach quarterback combo is good. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on during checkout. Listening on the go? If you can't visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers on Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Bo Brock. We are going to get in to, next, the Athletics list of top 50 pending NFL unrestricted free agents who the Arizona Cardinals should target. Also, we'll get into who the Arizona Cardinals should target, and Alex and I had kind of talked about it earlier this week, who they should target in the NFL draft in 2020, and they're They're poised for another top 10 pick. And then finally, reviewing the final five games of the Arizona Cardinals schedule, how many more wins are on that slate? We'll get into it 
That's coming up next. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Bo Brock. Attention past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie's offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You got extra holiday spending money. If you lose... Congratulations as well. My bookie will give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting to sports bet but have a lot of questions? Don't sweat it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best off part is, if you join us this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code Locked On, and mybookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let me repeat, that's guaranteed deposit match in risk-free bet Thanksgiving only. So if you're a true football fan, you don't want to miss this opportunity. You simply can't lose. Make sure to do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Phoenix Suns and the Arizona Coyotes kind of surprising everybody with their hot starts to the season. Suns have come back to earth. Uh, last couple games, but our friends over at the Locked On Suns, Locked On Coyotes podcast, always a well worth listen. I'm Bo Brock. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at Bob Rack. So there are a couple things I want to get into this segment before the final segment. I want to re-predict how the Arizona Cardinals are going to finish out the 2019 NFL season. And there's an upset victory in there. I've got one upset special in the remainder of the schedule. And it's tough. I mean, it's no cakewalk. We'll see what uh, is brought to the table from the Cardinals' remaining opponents after their bye week. This is a lot, it's, it's been fun, though. Kind of, And I want to have some fun this segment as we start to look at some of the unrestricted free agents uh, potentially in 2020. So the athletic dropped it into my email box, made it easy for me to just click the link and check out who the top 50 unrestricted free agents are going to be in 2020. And the top of the list, it's the most important quarterback. It's the most important position in all of sports, and I have, I've already ruined it. It's the quarterback position. And two of them don't even really matter. I mean, some people want you to believe that uh, you know Tom Brady could go elsewhere, but come on, is he really going to leave New England? Drew Brees is there. It doesn't seem like he is somebody that's going to leave New Orleans either. It's it's like Brady's tied to Belichick and Brees is tied to uh, Sean Payton. Dak Prescott probably not going anywhere. At, at The worst case scenario for the Cowboys is they're going to use the franchise tag if they can't work out a deal with, with Dak. Then you go down this list and you get another quarterback, Philip Rivers. Number four on this list was a, the, your first nine quarterback, and that's Amari Cooper, the wide receiver for the Cowboys. And when, when you look at what the Arizona Cardinals are doing, as far as how they've built so far, as far as the wide receiver position, really kind of infused the position with young players, uh, along with Larry Fitzgerald. I don't think Amari Cooper would fit what they're trying to do, where it's going to be almost like a faceless position for a little bit, and you're just going to have athletes, young, fast athletes and they'll continue to build through the draft. I don't think the Cardinals are going to target a big time 
free agent wide receiver. So then you get down, you pass Cooper, you pass Phillip Rivers, of course. Jadavian Clowney's on there. And Jadavian Clowney, of course, currently with the Seattle Seahawks, he's an edge rusher. He's a guy, former number one pick, having himself a fantastic season. Um, I would say that the Arizona Cardinals are not going to be somebody that's going to pursue Clowney and the open market. But number seven on this list is where I think the Arizona Cardinals need to identify this guy as potentially their top free agent uh, target. Much like Jordan Hicks was last year, and Jordan Hicks has had a fantastic, amazing season as the Arizona Cardinals linebacker. He's leading the NFL in tackles with 110. He's leading the team with three interceptions. Jordan Hicks has, has earned his payday. Number seven on this list is Chris Jones, the nose tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got 27 sacks over the last three seasons. That's tied for 13th most from the interior of the defensive line. And uh, I just think that the defensive tackle would be a good place to start for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, is he going to hit the open market? That remains to be seen. Is Kansas City, are, are they? is he a candidate for the franchise tag? Absolutely. Uh, you, then you kind of go down this this list. You, you see a bunch of edge rushers. You see some more quarterbacks, James Winston. And then you get down to number 12, and you see Byron Jones, the cornerback from the Cowboys. And I'm, I'm kind of torn on this because the cornerback position is absolutely a place where the Arizona Cardinals need to add depth. Do they need to sign? Do they need to find somebody to replace Patrick Peterson as CB1? That's a. I think that's an interesting question. Absolutely, but Byron Jones could come out of this offseason as the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, and I don't think that's the direction the Arizona Cardinals should go as far as filling their need at cornerback. And there certainly is one. Um, if you've got Patrick Peterson under contract, if you plan to move forward with him as an Arizona Cardinal, which I don't think is abs- absurd, I just don't think he's the elite corner he once was. He's still trying to work the kinks out of the six-game PED violation. Um, but I, I think that you you certainly need to shore up that position this offseason, whether it's through the draft or through unrestricted free agency. Chris, uh, Byron Jones is kind of the guy, uh, he, it's kind of a pipe dream. I don't know um, really if, if that's going to be an, an option. I mean, they'll have the money to do it. But Byron Jones, is he A, going to make it out of Dallas? Or B, are the Cardinals going to be the highest bidder? I don't necessarily think they need to go that route and could reallocate some funds that they would have to give pretty much all to Byron Jones to sign him. Number 13 is Brandon Scherf. He's the offensive guard for the Washington Redskins. Brandon Scherf probably costs you upwards of a four- to five-year contract, 50 to $60 million dollars. Uh, you know, he's a two-time pro bowler, top five pick. The Redskins could extend him. Does anybody want to stay in Washington at this point? They could use the franchise tag or he could hit the open market. If he hits the open market, I think Brandon Scherf would be a perfect opportunity to start to really sure up your offensive line. He would be a guy that you could really plug in and not only would he help protect a guy like Kyler Murray, but he would be a bulldozer in the run game. He's a former Iowa Hawkeye, and he's a guy that I think would fit very well here in the desert. And that's a theme uh, that 
could be consistent throughout this segment here on Locked On Cardinals is Iowa offensive linemen. Um, a couple other guys right that that are intriguing: Anthony Costanzo, Indianapolis Colts offensive tackle. Looks like he's not going anywhere. And that's the thing about offensive linemen. As much as we want to harp on Steve Keim or whoever's making the decisions next offseason for the Cardinals, is very rarely do impact-making offensive linemen hit the open market. We saw it early in Steve Keim's tenure. He hit on them, and the success, it's a very successful way to rebuild your offensive line. Jared Valdir shored up the left tackle position for the Cardinals for a couple seasons. Mike Upati was a bulldozing offensive guard that the Cardinals absolutely uh, benefited from. Couple other guys I mentioned the Byron Jones things. Chris Harris reuniting him potentially if Vance Joseph comes back as defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals. Chris Harris is a guy who's played in Denver. He's getting a little bit long in the tooth for the NFL. Thirty-one years old, but he's a four-time Pro Bowler. He can go back and play for a guy like Vance Joseph. I think Chris Harris would be a great fit for the secondary. And I didn't mention this with Chris Jones, but I think that Byron Murphy, who has shown strides in his his rookie season at the cornerback position, I'd like the Arizona Cardinals to potentially rely on him to be your second cornerback in this defense next season and have that as, as the game plan going forward. And Byron Murphy be your guy and then get some depth from the free agent market, get some depth in the draft. Um, if you want to draft the next Patrick Peterson or you know have Murphy be the next Patrick Peterson and get him some help, that's fine. You absolutely need to add somebody in the secondary and maybe even add another safety. But Chris Harris, I think, would be a great guy you can plug in for one year and you would reap the benefits of that. A couple other guys on this list before, you know, and I don't think that they made the top 50, but they were kind of the honorable mention type. Kyle Van Noy, linebacker, formerly out of BYU. He's playing with the New England Patriots. He played with Detroit for a couple of years. I think Kyle Van Noy would be somebody that would be great to add to your linebacking core. I think if you continue to build the linebacking core, uh, it continues to be maybe the strength of your defense. Couple him with a guy like Jordan Hicks. Jack Conklin, also a guy, former first-round pick. The Tennessee Titans hasn't exactly experienced that much success. Um, looks like he'll hit the open market. Uh, maybe he could be a guy that, uh, if you move off of DJ Humphreys, could be, you know, and change the scenery spot, be your next tackle, or maybe play the right tackle position. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will flip-flop over to the NFL draft and then start to predict the rest of the Arizona Cardinals' remaining games on the 2019 slate. It's all coming up next. It's Locked On Cardinals. Our guy Alex Clancy holding down things over on the drive on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. He should be back in the fold next week when we're starting to preview Another game for the Cardinals after their bye week. They will be playing host to the Los Angeles Rams on December 1st. It's a 105 kickoff. 205, I should say, in the desert. Um, they take on the Rams at home. Is it a winnable game? I'll, we'll get into it by the end of the segment. But uh, I thought Alex did a great job filling in for Jody Ayler, the main host there on the drive on Fox Sports 910. But uh, Alex holding things down. That's why he was off today. And I'm just uh, holding things down on my own here on the podcast. But... Um, Let's look real quick, and we kind of did this earlier this week, looking at the NFL draft and the Arizona Cardinals as of right now. Uh, if, if the season ended or if things projected out to you know come to fruition as they are right now, and the Cardinals hold suit, they're looking at number nine pick uh, in in the first round. And I think when we looked at free agency, I thought that a guy like Chris Jones. 
at the defensive tackle spot would help solidify things across the defensive line. I looked at the secondary and then the offensive line. And then you continue to look at those positions of weakness right now for the Arizona Cardinals, and you look to kind of strengthen them up in the NFL draft. And um, when you look at the tackle position, the top tackle in this draft is Andrew Thomas. And you've seen I've seen him anywhere between one and six. Uh, he's a Georgia University of Georgia offensive tackle. He would be great. He would be a great pick for, you know, if it's Steve Keim or whoever the new GM might be, it could be Andrew Thomas. Tristan Wirfs is a guy from Iowa who's an offensive lineman. Like I said, with Brandon Scherf as a free agent, I think that uh, I think a guy like Wirfs would be good. Uh, Alex uh, Leatherwood out of Bama, he'd be a great offensive lineman to check into. I also mentioned the linebacker spot in free agency with Kyle Van Noy. I think in the draft, a guy like Dylan Moses out of Bama or uh, you know, a guy like Kenneth Murray uh, would be fantastic fits for the Arizona Cardinals and add the athleticism that they thought they were adding from a guy like Hassan Reddick to the linebacking core a couple of years ago at a temple, but get those kind of blue chipper power five conference linebackers like Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma or Dylan Moses out of Bama. I wouldn't turn my nose up at it. I think it would be kind of very similar to what the Niners did years ago with a guy like Patrick Willis. And we've seen, you know, happen after that you get you, you solidify that position you get guys like Luke Keekley. now I'm not saying that they're going to be all world players like that but you can get that athleticism you get that nastiness you can add to your defense I'm not going to turn my nose up at it as far as weapons that the Cardinals could eye at the wide receiver position because I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility I know that they they drafted the position heavily in the 2019 draft after taking Kyler Murray number one, after taking Byron Murphy in the second round, and then they went at the bottom of the second round with the Josh Rosen pick that they received from Miami with Andy Isabella, and then they went Hakeem Butler, and then they went Keyshawn Johnson. They might continue that strategy where they go late, but if you're looking for an, an absolute blue-chip prospect, you don't have to look any further than former Kyler Murray teammate CeeDee Lamb from Oklahoma. Or you can watch the rest of the remaining college football season. You'll watch Bama play, and you'll see the playmaking ability out of Jerry Judy. And those are two guys, potentially, that could be there for the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have uh, so many, several different routes to go in this draft. I mean, if they lose out, they've got a really good chance of having a top-five pick. And with that, you know, if, if you don't win a game, if you can sneak into the top three or even top four, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that you're getting the absolute best prospect in this draft due to other teams needing a quarterback. And when I say top prospect in this draft, I'm talking about Chase Young out of Ohio State. You no longer have to pass up on the best prospect like they did in uh, Nick Bosa last year because you have your you have your number one priority position filled with Kyler Murray. How do you want to help him? Do you want to help him on the offensive line? Do you want to help him in the playmaker uh, spots? And I think it would be important for the Arizona Cardinals, no matter what happens. It looks like you know Kenyon Drake can hit the free agent market this offseason. We've, we've had all this back and forth about what we think should be next with David Johnson, but the reality is David Johnson is not going to be easy to move, and you're not just going to outright, outright release the guy. Uh, but you also, it would be dangerous for you to move forward with your running back position being David Johnson, Chase Edmonds potentially, I think later in the draft, a lot later in the draft, that you have the ability to draft a guy that can 
be athletic enough and make enough plays in Cliff Kingsbury's offense without having to surrender a lot of draft capital to get him. But I, I love that the Cardinals are now in a position to really reap the benefits from having a quarterback on a rookie-scale contract and really build around Kyler Murray. And then the one other option is to build that defense. To put your defense in a position to take get takeaways. We've seen it in Baltimore, and I keep harping on this, and getting the ball back in the hands of their playmaking quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Get the ball. Big things, good things happen for the Arizona Cardinals when Kyler Murray has the ball in his hands. Last little thing here on Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't think the Cardinals win on December 1st against the Rams in State Farm Stadium. I think that they can certainly keep it close. Uh, Hopefully they don't have another game where they fall short in the final five, three, two minutes. Um. I think the Rams probably the Rams have a a big big time idea of where they want to go and losing to the Cardinals would be just detrimental to that. They can certainly, you know, the Steelers are in disarray. You know, not completely innocent last week's melee. We saw the news that came out today. <clears throat> we'll see what the what, you know, the Steelers and I'm not I'm not damning anybody. I'm just saying that there is unrest in Pittsburgh right now. Because of what I mean, it was just it's just a mess, and football isn't necessarily the top priority right now. Uh, I think the Cardinals can you, you can bring in all the stupid, terrible towel waivers you want in the State Farm Stadium. I think that the Cardinals have an absolute opportunity on their hands to beat a team like Pittsburgh and beat a team like the Browns. Will they do it? I think it'd probably be easier to beat Cleveland because Cleveland it doesn't have the defense that Pittsburgh has. So unfortunately, I think the Cardinals. Losing skid gets as far as six this season before they beat the Browns. And I think they probably beat the Seahawks. And then potentially, barring what the status of the game is in Los Angeles on December 29th, I think the Cardinals very possibly could take the win in the regular season finale against the Rams, getting their win total to five, taking their loss as far as how many losses they would have, down to nine. So you wouldn't necessarily reach double-digit losses. And you could be five, nine, and one in the season with a lot of momentum behind you, pushing you into 2020. It's been fun this week. My name is Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brack. Follow my uh, co-host Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner for all the hot takes. And we'll get into it. Uh, starting to break down, starting to look at The Los Angeles Rams coming to town in week 13 of the NFL season. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network.